Welcome back to our study together as we meet each day through this special method of studying God's Word together, and I'm always grateful that you are with me, that you take the time and open your heart to let God speak to you through His Word. We're in 1 John chapter 3, and we started last week discussing uh, the verses that talk about sin in verses 4 and 5. Everyone who sins breaks the law. In fact, sin is lawlessness, says John, verse 4. Verse 5, but you know that he appeared so that he may take away our sins, and in him is no sin. But no one who lives in him keeps on sinning. No one who continues to sin has either seen him or known him. We talked uh, at the end of last week about what sin really was. It's lawlessness. It's rebellion against God. It's breaking God's law. It's saying, I'm going to be a God unto myself, and I'm not going to do what God says is best, Though, even though when we do what God says is best, it turns out better for us as well as for everyone else. But that's, that's what it is. But how do we answer the problem of sin and solve the problem of lawlessness? lawlessness? And we had just gotten into that when our time ran out, so we're going to pick up right there. And the answer is on, in Christ. We, may, we waste most of our time with surface answers, and they don't solve the problems. People say education is the answer. People say other things are the answer. But there must be a change in the nature of man. It must be an inside-out job. You can't give people certain things on the outside, whether it's education or refinement or a new, new suit of clothes or a new dress. That doesn't change them. What changes them has to come from the inside. And, and then it must come out of them in everything about them, including their relationships. We've tried so many of these things. Education has failed. I'm all for education. Don't misunderstand me. I'm not knocking education. Everybody needs to get a good education. Everybody needs to develop a skill and develop their abilities. But that's not what's going to solve our sin problem. It doesn't touch the root of the problem, the nature of man. An educated man, a lawless man, is worse than an uneducated lawless man. You see, if we're smarter and know more, then it just enhances our ability to do evil. We've tried psychological treatment. We thought if people were trained to understand the human mind and we could come and talk and find out what makes people tick, then we could solve those problems. But that hasn't worked out either. So uh, it has to be a deeper problem than that, and that's my point. It's an inside problem, so it has to be an inside solution, which means that, that God must deal with us from the inside out. And John gives us uh, this answer, and it's what he has said that's so important. Look at, look at what he says. He says that Jesus has come to, he appeared, he says, that he might take away our sins. Jesus, who had no sin came to bear our sins on the cross to take away our sins. And the solution to the sin problem has come in one who is unlike us. Sinners cannot solve the sin problem, but Jesus Christ can because he is without sin. The only way he could deal with the sin problem was through his death on the cross and that he could not have dealt with it even if he had died if he hadn't been perfect. We who are lawless 
see no lawlessness in him. John stresses this truth, not only in a negative way, expressed it here. In him there is no sin. Expressed it in 1 John 2.29, he is righteous. And John says that Jesus is the righteous one, the totally righteous one. Peter called him the holy and righteous one. And Peter said he is the lamb, unblemished and spotless. And Paul says in, in 2 Corinthians that he made him who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. So the writer of Hebrews continues that same theme, for he says it was fitting that we should have such a high priest, holy, innocent, undefiled, separated from sinners, and exalted above the heavens. That's Hebrews 7.26. All of these verses say the same thing, basically. They're saying that Jesus Christ is sinless, and that as the sinless Savior, he could die for us, he could pay our penalty, he could suffer on our behalf, because he is without sin. And that's particularly important. Notice that his purpose was, the Bible says, he appeared, he came, he was revealed, he was unveiled, he was manifested. He came to this earth. Why did he come? What was his purpose? He, he came to take away our sins. He came to deal with the sin problem. And John says, I want you to realize why he came. He appeared in order to take away sins. That was the purpose of his coming. And that's why Paul wrote, this is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation that Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners. And Paul said he was the chief of sinners because how he persecuted Christ and his church. So Jesus, when he came to earth, he gave magnificent teachings and he healed sick people and he raised people from the dead and he did amazing things. But those were not his primary purposes for coming. They showed his compassion. They revealed his heart. But he came primarily to take away our sins. That was the coming. He was born to die. That's why John the Baptist said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. The writer of Hebrews said at the consummation of the ages, Jesus has been manifested or appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. And you say, but this is so narrow. That's at least that's what some people say. This is so narrow. This is so limited. Surely there must be many ways for humanity to be forgiven of sin and deal with the sin problem. But the problem is that's the way life is. There's, there's usually just one remedy to something. For example, there's only one thing to breathe, air. And if we don't have air, we died. And that's all we need. And that's totally sufficient. But that's it. And we only need one way to get out of the human dilemma of sin, and that's to put our faith and our trust in Jesus Christ, the sin bearer who took our place. And he gives us life, and he takes our death. He gives us forgiveness, and he takes our sins. And that's what it's all about. But that's only the beginning uh, of the process by which he begins to live in us. Now, this is not an empty claim that I'm making that Jesus is the answer to the sin problem. For 1900, well, actually over 2,000 years now, there have been uh, continuing demonstrations of the amazing remedy. And alcoholics, drug addicts, homosexuals, murderers, thieves, Every kind of sinner, you know, people who are immoral, any, every kind of thing you can imagine, intellectuals, self-righteous snobs, the bitter, the cynical, the angry, the jaded old people, the cynical young people, all kinds of people like that have been touched with the power of Jesus and have come into relationship with him. 
and had their life totally changed from the inside out. So again, I say to you, Jesus is the answer, and he comes into our lives and changes it forever. God bless you. Have a great day.